0: of a pro wrestling show. The reason for the delay today is that I was actually recording a Patreon podcast, which I can now use as a cheap plug. Patreon.com forward slash Simon 3116. If you want to come 3116, 316, if you want to come on the podcast. But yeah, AEW ups and downs um, kind of kicked my ass this morning. You'll see why when you watch it. Uh, then I had to do the podcast. Then we have to jump on here. It's just a very busy day, especially because in what, three hours, uh, four hours, I should say, Crown Jewel starts. And we've got to up those downs for that. So mad all around. As we know, Wednesday has become Wednesday night's become the night for wrestling in many ways, right? If you've got we got to be honest with ourselves, we've got to call a spade a spade. That's what we're gonna get into. We're gonna get into AEW, we're gonna get into NXT, and we're gonna talk about John Moxley and Finn Balor's promos that I enjoyed so much. I even entitled this episode about it. Although, to be fair, there wasn't really else much going on either. So I thought, screw it, we're just going to go with that. But more importantly, thank you to everybody joining me on YouTube right now. I appreciate seeing you. Uh, thank you to everyone listening to me on the podcast. I appreciate you too. I basically appreciate everybody. Remember, you can always do the alternative to what you usually do. You can go to well, Apple Podcasts or Google Play or whatever podcast you use. Not Spotify yet, but I am working on it. Another shout out to, uh, to podcast users audio-wise. If your feed breaks, please get in touch with me as soon as you can because I'm going to shift everything to a new RSS feed. It should say the same. It should forward you without you realizing because I want to get the podcast on Spotify. That's the idea. So uh, yeah, that's that. Make sure you make sure it is the podcast on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. And if you are watching live on YouTube right now, and you've got a question or you want to shape the podcast or whatever, you can do that by using the super chat. It's a nice little thing on here. And as I've said on the last episode, and that we'll talk about later on, any money that I did the you know, any money from super chat or from Patreon, that's the reason I'm able to free up time in my schedule to to do this stuff because I'm a freelancer by trade. Time is money is the worst phrase of all time, but it's true that's how I'm able to fund this stuff and turn down other work let's talk some wrestling before we do let's talk to my man (laughs) dude I'm going to get your name wrong because I can't remember what he said is Cassius Badass. That's not. We talked about this, but he's his hand on heart. So shout out to my man. We worked on his wrestling name last time, which I really did enjoy. He's popped up in the super chat. So has Lamel KH2 saying, Bray is breaking my fragile Asuka up heart. Bray Wyatt. Why is Bray Wyatt breaking your heart? At least wait for Crown Jewel to be out the way before he breaks your heart. Who knows? We're going to talk about predictions for Crown Jewel towards the latter end of the show. But who the hell knows what WWE is going to do with Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins later on? It is going to be. Um, it's going to be interesting but let's do it in order let's talk about I should say as well we've got a special we've got a patreon podcast special coming out later today where we'll kind of wrap up all this stuff again but I wanted to talk about it here as well so you get two you get two two little episodes today should you so care my favorite thing about AEW and NXT last night with the promos by Finn Balor and Dean Ambrose slash John Moxley right I think the What's the word I'm looking for? But the way that, I know NXT, what was that? Look, an old man. I know that NXT is under the WWE banner, but I think at this point we can establish Triple H can do whatever he wants. If Vince McMahon had ever wanted to turn Finn Balor heel, he had years to do it. He didn't. Triple H smacks that call in the first couple of weeks of him being down there and basically gives him a microphone and says, I'm not going to script you. I'm not going to give you anything to say. I'm sure they came up with ideas together, but I want you to go out there and shoot fire. AEW did the same with Jon Moxley. And my big takeaway from it was we need to start letting people like this talk in this fashion. It's kind of different with Jon Moxley because he's already done this in All Elite Wrestling already. We've already seen the, uh, the transformation from Ambrose into Moxley. Whereas Finn Balor is just on his new quest as a heel. I mean, it's different if you used to watch New Japan, but that was so long ago now, it doesn't. It wouldn't be a big deal if you either didn't know about that or you'd never seen it. It's almost old wrestling. It's historic wrestling at this point. But the fact that we are able, we have these characters and we have these performers that are able to do this stuff. And we're not allowing them to do it on Raw and SmackDown just absolutely blows my mind. And it wasn't really like either of them said anything. I mean, Finn Balor probably had more, oh my gosh, things to say. But ultimately, they were just standard 101 wrestling promos, right? That's what they were. And yet, you know, the way they were delivered and the fire in their voice and the believability, my friends, the believability was all that was needed in order to you to buy into what they're saying and under fb goo in the super chat says i could watch that moxie promo over and over again the bit where he sent to her, the bit where he went to see tony to the promo felt so naturally natural i love Moxley. that was good i like the little backstage segment they did with tony card and john Moxley. they made it make sense the camera didn't go into the room uh, the cameraman just hung around outside which is creepy and weird but what are you going to do it was, a, it was a really interesting, it probably wasn't a different take. I'm sure another company has done it, but one doesn't come to mind at this stage. So yeah, that all tied into it as well. But, you know, we talk about this on the episode that's going live later. Don't ever forget that promo is short for promotion. Promote, you know, get people to care about what you're saying. And when John Moxley was done, I wanted to see him versus Kenny Omega in an unsanctioned match. And when Finn Balor was done, I was fascinated to know what his next steps were. And yeah, in terms of the actual verbiage itself, yeah, Ballas was more interesting because obviously he was talking about Bray Wyatt being the cool thing in the business just because he put a mask on and he's sick of all this and he made the Johnny Watches Wrestling comment about Johnny Gargano. It felt a bit like, and this is me going way too far and this is probably me tapping too much into the past, but it did feel a bit like when Stone Cold Steve Austin was cutting his ECW promos with Paul Heyman and he was so mad at WCW that his pent-up frustration he... Um, you know, he was able to get out there in a wrestling interview. And again, I don't think the Finn Balor's carried the same amount of weight or impact. and It didn't last as long. It was quite quick. I did like the fact they, they dimmed the lights. But it was... It was so well done and it was so much more edge and so much more attitude and so much more character from a guy that for the last what four five not that long three four years has just been smiling baby face and sometimes smiling baby face is the thing to do but I find it baffling that we didn't even see a hint of this on the on the main roster even after we lost a feud where was this anger where was this you know, whatever you want to call it, like, I think I think it's nuts. And the fact that over the other side, on AEW, we're also seeing John Moxley do the same thing. Again, what did he say? I'm going to kick your ass. Pat. It was wrestling. But he it, it made you think that, oh my, maybe he's going to kick somebody's ass. He seems really mad. It didn't hurt as well that he smashed Peter Avalon with that paradigm shift to begin with. How Peter Avalon still has a neck, I don't know. I mean, that was absolutely nuts. So you have these two promos that I think really draw a line under... I don't want to go with the word misuse. That seems a bit unfair, but screw it. We'll do it. We'll go with the word misuse. And they have been prominent guys. Like, you know, They've both been WWE champions. The Universal Championship is that what it is. And they've both been in that spot, but never really treated as the guy. And just because you cut one good promo doesn't mean you deserve to be there. But once again, baffling. I mean, two years ago, we had John Moxley, Dean Ambrose coming out and some guy injecting him in the ass and doing gas mask stuff which is still one of the worst things we've seen in a while. That's when Raw really did hit rock bottom. And now we are at the stage where, you know, Reddit, internet, Twitter, Facebook right here, everybody getting a massive kick out of what John Moxley doing is in an AEW ring. And hopefully this sends shockwaves through to to Raw and SmackDown. I want to see more of this on those shows. I love the fact it's on NXT and AEW, but I don't think anyone, like, give that like, Kevin Owens do something like that. I mean, we did to be fair when he was talking to Shane McMahon, but let him do it every week because he'll find a way to carry it off. I think Seth Rollins has probably got that in him, given all the the vitriol that he's been through. Roman Reigns, different approach, but I bet he'd be a cool cat, and I bet you know it would just be something. You know, these people can do it. And I think that we need to start, I think we need to start letting them do it. Shout out to Amit Sharma, who's just put some money in the super chat. Thank you so much, Amit. I appreciate it. And Shelby Lynn is in the super chat as well. Hiding on heart for you. Thoughts on the women's match being added to Crown Jewel. I mean, I understand all sides of the fence with this. Some people are saying it's a cynical move to try and cover up the fact they've gone to Saudi Arabia in the first place. Other people are looking at it in a more big picture point of view and saying, yes, but it's still change. It's still evolution. Yeah, you know, As a positive chap, I, I kind of lean towards that one more. Uh, I do understand that WWE having shows over there is difficult uh, given the human rights issues. And that's not me crapping over Saudi Arabia. That's just me looking at things that you hear about. Like, I can't, I'm never going to get behind. You can say I'm right. You can say I'm wrong. I'm not here to preach. But I'm never going to get behind any regime or political thinking or whatever that says... Homosexuals should be killed. This is the most insane thing I've ever heard in my entire life. If you want to be gay, awesome. If you don't want to be gay, awesome. If you want to do a bit of both, awesome. It's your life. It's your privilege to make your own choices, and no one should be telling you otherwise. There's nothing wrong with being gay. There's nothing wrong with being straight. There's the only thing that there's something wrong with is if you want to have sex with an animal because the animal doesn't. You know, we're getting off on a tangent here. Um, But with all that said. You know, having a women's match on a WWE pay-per-view in Saudi Arabia is a big deal. There's no two ways about it. Whatever the reasons are, whatever the reasons WWE decided to do it, the fact that it's happening is massive and hopefully underlines that, you know, as we move forward, we are going to get evolution is a mystery and change in that part of the world. That's just how I see it. That's just how I feel about it. I think it's awesome. Uh, I don't care. Oh man, I did a tweet the other day at Simon316, the cheap plug, but I did a tweet the other day because so many people tweet me going, Simon, I can't believe we're doing Lacey Evans versus Natalia again. There's no story consistency here ever. And I was like, guys, I love the fact you're this dedicated, but you've kind of missed the point as always, the internet missed my point. I thought I was agreeing with them. I was not. I don't care about storyline when it comes to some things are more important, right? Some things should have more impact. I hope. I think Natalia is absolutely the right woman to do that. If you want to put Lacey Evans in there too, cool. What does it matter? Um, yeah, I. I just. Uh, I. I. It's good. It's good because one of the issues I have with the Saudi Arabia pay per views is that you know no women are going to be on it, and you're like it's 2019. What kind of woman be on the damn show? It's not like they're aliens. We're all humans. We're all this I talk about this all the time. We're all just born on a random bit of rock. That's it. <laughs> that is it. And the world is terrifying enough as it is. So in that sense, it is good. And hopefully when we get to April or whenever the next crown jewel will be, we can have two women on the show. And then three women and then four. And then we can just have a normal WWE card. Then maybe it won't be a glorified house show anymore. Shout out to Under FB Goo who says, I love the fact Sammy Guevara was vlogging. <laughs> so the only the weird thing I found with the Sammy Guevara um, Hangman Page match, I would have liked to see more interaction from the inner circle. I thought it was strange they didn't come to the ring. Because they've been running through everybody recently, so why didn't they help out their guy? But Sammy Guevara is good. My favorite part is when he was going to do the big dive and he just jumped and Slap Kenny, uh, Hangman Page right in the head. I thought that was great. Uh, shout out to Amit Sharma as well, who's just thrown more money in the pot. Thank you very much. Oh, no, you've got a message as well. Sorry. Huge fan of your buddies. I don't even watch wrestling anymore, but watch all of the ups and downs and your pro wrestling show. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Amit. Also, just so you know, when people say that, it blows my brain. Do you think you'd rather watch me than the actual wrestling show? You humble me big time. So thank you so much. Uh, you know, I, 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 massively, uh, I massively appreciate it. Uh, But yeah, so I haven't seen all of NXT. I've kind of only seen the bits that people were talking about. I have seen AEW, because obviously I do the ups and downs, which will go live in around about 40 minutes or so, half an hour. But I I just thought this was, I I don't know if it was my favorite, no, I think it was. I think the reason this was my favorite AEW Dynamite so far is because I thought it was more balanced to what I want from a wrestling show. Uh, It had more backstage stuff, as we've talked about. It started with a backstage thing, and away from the ring thing with Cody Rhodes and his jet and his limo. We had more promos. We had John Moxley, Hangman Page cut a promo. Um, It just, again, it just felt like there was more stuff there, and I think that's what a good wrestling show should do. I think it should have good matches, and I think it should have good characterization. And we did that here, and we didn't even feature someone like MJF. I know he was there helping out Dustin Rhodes, but he was a bit player. And that's the cool thing about having a two-hour show is that sometimes, oh, I didn't get to see my favorite guy. Good. It's a reason to watch next week. Hopefully it'll be the week that they get showcased. Shout out to Geek Out Nation in the super chat who says, How do you feel about AEW Rick Morty cross promo? I think it's brilliant. I think that the idea here is trying to get new people to watch their show. I mean, look, the fact that Kenny Omega came out of Sands from Undertale is the most unexpected wrestling crossover I have seen in years. But you are appealing to that niche video game market. You're appealing- I mean, look, you've already got me, but I am in that, I'm in that market. And it's the same with the Rick and Morty stuff. Now I've never actually seen Rick and Morty, which I know will blow some people's brains. It's been on my list to do it now for around about a seventy-two years. I will probably watch it now because it's in my face so much. But when people hear about that, maybe they're lapsed wrestling fans. Maybe they don't know what wrestling is. They're going to tune in. It's you should do, and also Rick and Morty is cool. Like it, it, stuff like that is cool. Video games are cool, and that's why when you you know tap into that audience. You may just be about to give birth to some new fans. I know some people hated it. I like the match. I think Orange Cassidy and the best friends are kind of comical anyway. They were fighting a bunch of dudes that we don't really care about in AEW. It wasn't very long. It was entertaining. It made me laugh. I can't get mad at that. Some people really hated it. And you're allowed to hate it. If that's not your style of pro wrestling, then you don't have to watch. But when I'm sat there and watching my like, fifth wrestling show for a week, which I'm very lucky to do, and they kind of muck around like that, especially when Trent lost his wig, and that's the reason they lost their momentum, I'm okay with this. So dumb. Wrestling is dumb. It's amazing, and you should take it seriously. But it's also dumb when you anything's dumb when you break it right down. But I was cool with it. Uh, shout out to Undead FB Gu who said this was the best AEW. They felt more settled. I'd agree with that too. I think you are right there, Undead. I think you are right there, Undead. It felt like they're finding their feet. They're finding the form. The women's division probably still needs a few more story threads running through it. But at the moment, they're still introducing characters to that. like I wasn't too aware of. Um, Oh, I can't even remember one lady's name now. I remember Shanna. Uh, I can't remember the other girl's name. You have to forgive me. I'm still getting used to those people. So I guess the first thing you want to do is showcase their wrestling talent. Uh, we did that, and and now again, I, I do need more stories there. But it's week five. I've said this, in, in ups and downs uh, over on What Culture Wrestling. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you do. But when we get to week twelve, <laughs> if they're still doing it, I'll crap over it. Fine. <laughs> But right now, I'm not going to. And that annoys some people. And they say, well, that's not fair. You're judging AEW and WWE differently. Yes. I am because WWE has been around for 50 billion years and AEW is five weeks old nah, technically you know what I mean you can't judge them by the same stick I like, take football I wouldn't love I wouldn't judge Lionel Messi by the same standard as Jordan Sancho of course I wouldn't because they're in completely different stages of their career so you have to look at it within context and right now AEW does get somewhat of a free pass because they are they're a fetus They're not even a baby. You know, they're still getting there. So I don't know why people get so mad about that. So am I. Shout out to Alex D in the super chat. I said, how legit did those AEW tag belts look? You're awesome, Simon. Keep up all the good work. Thanks, Alex. That's ridiculously kind. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the one even if you hate AEW, they make good belts. They kind of look like the old Attitude Era tag team belts. Now, I'm a big fan. They, um they uh yeah they, they just make and I, I'm not like a massive some people really care about the design of belts like when the 24-7 championship came out everyone crapped all over it same with the universal tile. I just think after a while you get used to it you just do and you shrug your shoulders and my favorite is the winged eagle which I'm looking at right now I bought that for myself a long time ago but it, it's not make or break for me but at the same time it's always nicer to have a nice belt and AEW certainly uh certainly are smashing that to um to say the least Uh, What else do we have to talk about in terms of AEW? The tag team title match I thought was awesome. Again, so many people were moaning about it, but you cannot go into an All Elite Wrestling show now and not expect that kind of match. That's what they do. That's what they do. I mean, I know it changes every now and then, but it's a bit like, no, it is kind of different with WWE because they probably should change it up. But if you're shocked that Raw opens with a 20-minute promo, it's like, dude, what what have you been watching? Um, The only thing I will say with the tag team title match no problem with SCU winning, but I would much rather they just won with their finish and won it clean. And we put them over as old oh man, even if they are underdogs. And I understand why we did it, because we want to keep the Lucha Brothers strong. And I think maybe there's a, a certain amount of shock and awe here, which is cool. Like, it does get people talking. But having a surprise roll up in that thing, which, again, made it feel like a fluke win. I didn't mind it. When I put my critical hat on, I was like, I don't necessarily think that's the direction I would have gone in. Still a great match, though. How the hell they remember all those moves, I don't know. I mean, the Lucha Brothers especially, Pentagon and Phoenix are... Where did they come from? <laughs> where did they come from? Who the hell taught them how to how to be like that? But I am interested to see what we do now. Christopher Daniels has got to come back. Where does he fit in? Do we do a rematch between SCU and Lucha Brothers and just give the Lucha Brothers the titles then? You know what? What's the? Is it the winner of the Young Bucks versus Santana and Ortiz? Do they get a title shot? I like the fact we can have these conversations. Uh, Geeked out nation in the super chat says, and again, please do throw in a super chat there if you've got anything to say. Time to think about adding Jericho to Mount Rushmore. Dude has done so much over his career, constantly adapting and making everything he does get over. Couldn't argue with you, man. I mean, I really, really couldn't. He is at this stage. He is. He's one of the best ever. I think he's tremendous as AEW champion. Even the fact he was wearing those garish clothes because it was Halloween made you hate him more. Uh, the angle with Dustin Rhodes in the back was awesome. It was a contract signing, like most contract signings, but again, the execution of it was so good. I was impressed. Overall, it it was it was a great segment, and it made me care. It made me want to see Cody Rhodes win, and I don't think he's going to. And that's even better. And a huge reason for that is Chris Jericho. And it does work. I was talking to somebody last night who was an old school wrestling fan. He was asking me about AEW and he'd never heard of Cody Rhodes. He'd never heard of the Young Bucks. He'd never heard of Kenny Omega. But the reason he's been switched on to it is because he heard that Chris Jericho, the guy he used to like in WWE, made the jump across. And that's not the only Chris- reason Chris Jericho is there, but it is a huge reason. He is a draw. It's just that. And the reason he's a draw is because he's the best ever. And you're right. He does adapt. He does give. He's not selfish at all. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. Um, A man from Russia who I can't pronounce the name of Because I'm uncultured Do you feel like there's too much circle in AEW? Do you mean Inner Circle? No, not at all. I think we could have done more with Inner Circle last night. Like I say, Sammy Guevara versus Hangman Page. I would have loved the Inner Circle to have come out and run down. I thought Ortiz and Santana in many ways were the MVP of the show because the angle they did with the Rock and Roll Express, my word, what a way to use legends that is to get young guys over. And then to return in Rick and Morty masks, which gets that crossover more, which probably is the promotional thing they need to do, but then beat up the Young Bucks to also prolong that feud, which in a skit that took, what, 20 seconds? no give me more in a circle let them run wild on that show to the point i hate them and i want to see somebody kick their ass like i i i, I love what they're doing and uh, my man anthony taggle who i'm still in awe of from the other day is back in the super chat anthony you're way too kind uh, you might be lucky to watch all this wrestling as your career but simon we are lucky to have you much love brother you are too nice to me anthony But I I do appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. You rub my ego. You humble me. And you keep me motivated and inspired, which is the the biggest thing. Like, you know, be it on here or the Patreon or just looking at the viewers or the subscriptions. And do subscribe if you are on YouTube right now. I'd appreciate it. It's... It's crazy. It's a crazy situation, but I am, I, I'm privileged to be here. I, I'm, I'm happy to be here as well. Uh, my man Priya Sharma in the Super Chat says, Hey, Caveman, Prish here. When you join AEW, whom would you have your first feud with? Well, I appreciate the confidence. I mean, you never know what's going to happen in this crazy life. I don't know if that is going to go down. I wouldn't say no, obviously. Who would I like to have my first feud with? Well, obviously, Chris Jericho, because I always say this, but can you imagine turning up for a wrestling match and planning it with Chris Jericho? You'd spend the whole time going, sorry, Chris, I'm like freaking out right now, because I can't quite get this has happened. But otherwise, you know, Cody, either of the Jacksons, Kenny Omega. We're talking realistically, and you've just come in, I would say not even an MJF. I, I think you'd have to go in lower than that. Not saying that he's low, but he's still sort of making his way out the card. I don't want to insult anybody here either. I think you'd want it to be someone like an Angelica or a Jack Evans or even a Kip Sabians from over here because they'd make you look good and they know what they're doing. But if I, if I was going to choose proper, proper feud, I have top three, Chris Jericho, Cody Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes for all the same reasons because I wouldn't be able to get it through my head. <laughs> what was going on um but yeah that's uh and we, and we, had, oh, we talked about kenny omega i just kenny omega came out as an undertale character you have no idea how much that shocks me only because i'm so i'm not trying to compare them but i'm so used to wwe tv right that they don't they'd never do anything like that they probably wouldn't even do a mario thing but if they were going to do video games it would probably be mario sonic master chief and that's cool like i like all those characters but to do something as I mean, Undertale has a niche but bigish following. To do that, it's just going to get people talking. Like, it's just, it's just crazy. It's just crazy that happened. But I love that match. Obviously, Golden Elite versus who was it? It was Jack Evans. No, no, yeah, was that the Jack Evans? No, 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 no. Yes, yeah, it was Jack Evans, Angelico, and Kip Sabian. That's who it was. Man, I'm getting confused. Enjoyed that. Easy to watch. Uh, And that was pretty much it, everything we saw. Oh, no, wait. Well, hang on, yeah. Shelby Lynn in the super chat says, uh, thank you for everything you do. I've been sick for the last two days and I've watched your videos nonstop. You always make me feel better. Love you, man. You lot are too nice. You're too nice. That's crazy. That is crazy to think that. It just blows my mind because like I do all this stuff and I love it, but I never, I look at the views from like an analytics point of view, but I don't think I ever actually sit down and take in what it means because I think YouTube would just blow my brain too much. But to know that you actually get sick and you think, oh, I'll watch some Simon videos to cheer myself up, that's great. And I'm quite harsh on myself as I think we most of us, are, I don't get too off topic here, but I think most of us are our own worst critics, right? I think it's important in some ways because it doesn't mean you keep on getting better. But to hear that and to know that I'm actually, you know, hopefully getting better and entertaining, nuts. Thank you, Shelby. And I hope you get better too. More importantly, I hope you get better. I, I, I hope you're okay. Uh, Let me do the Super Chats, then I'm going to talk about that Brandy Rhodes promo. (laughs) The flub. Uh, Geeked Out Nation in Super Chat says, Should AEW move dark to TV? Get more eyes on it? No, I don't think so. I think the concept right now works, because YouTube obviously is this amazing platform that people love, and it's a way to get more people out there to an internet audience. And also, I think as soon as you put it on TV, you would dilute dynamite a little bit. I think they kind of work in harmony at the moment. It's like an appendix, and... I said it the other day, it's basically main event for AEW, but they put on bigger matches and they and they put on crazier matches, and that makes it more interesting. I would keep it as it is. Uh, so, listo in the super chat says uh, you should feud with Luchasaurus, dinosaur down. Uh, I should feud with Luchasaurus, uh, although I like him a lot. And we've been very friendly over Twitter recently, which has also been an absolute joy. I do hope he's getting better as well. A little spoiler: there is no dinosaur down uh, in AW ups and downs today. I probably should have mentioned it. I didn't. I'll mention it next week. If he's going to be out for six months, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to run it into the ground uh, uh, too much. But uh, yeah, I do wish nothing but the best for him. Really good dude, really nice dude. He's still going to be a massive star when he gets back. And apparently, his hamstring injury isn't as bad as it once was, which is great news. I don't want anyone to be injured. My um, man from Russia, I don't need to think. What video game character would you cosplay for your entrance? Marcus Phoenix, every day of the week. Every day of the week. I mean, I have to get twice the size I am now. But Marcus Phoenix is the greatest video game character in history. He's brilliant, and he's got a good beard. Um, Fee Malo. I hope I got that right and Super Chat said just supporting the channel oh, thanks man Balow's promo was a plus plus it really was great and I've seen so many people sharing it today and it also he talks about laying down for the guys oh, just great it's all the stuff that I want and also it's talking to the audience that Triple H at all know that NXT is appealing to to begin with I really hope it works I really hope it works I, I think the World Series is going to crush everything in the ratings this week but I hope that it doesn't, and I hope that AEW and NXT go on to have nothing but all the success in the world. Okay, someone, please explain to me what the Brandy Rhodes promo was. <laughs> I have a clue. I have a clue. Now, I don't think it was bad. I just, I think I've summed it up best on ups and downs. But it would be, I mean, if you haven't seen it, Brandy Rhodes comes on and she's putting makeup on. Then she gets mad at pictures of Britt Baker and Reho, if I remember rightly. And then she summons Awesome Kong, who's got like a meat cleaver, and then she cuts some stuff up and it ends. <laughs> the last time I saw Brandy Rhodes, she was beating up a Sadie Gibbs. Was it Sadie Gibbs? I can't remember now, but she was just beating somebody up. And now she's some kind of voodoo queen. <laughs> That's all I've got. If somebody said, Simon, you've got to explain what that was, I would say Brandi Rhodes is a voodoo queen and Awesome Kong is like her Tinkerbell. And when she wants to kill someone with a big knife she summons awesome kong she also doesn't use light and light candles unless i've missed something and i may have done like sometimes i don't get to see being the elite because i'm just running around and sometimes i do need a break from resting i'm not going to lie so i was like is there going to be something on there that's going to explain it and if so does that work i don't know but let me know what you if you have any ideas Let me know what it was. I don't care if it's good or bad. I want to know what it was. I want to know the context. Uh, Shout out to my man Richard Dalloway in the super chat. He says, do you think Woods injured will jeopardize the New Day? Uh, No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't know what we do with the New Day at this point. They don't want to be broken up and more power and respect to them. But I would like to see a big E singles run. And I don't know what we're going to do with Kofi. I don't believe we are going to get any fallout from him losing the championship. I don't know what we do. I don't know what we do, Uh, maybe it will, maybe they'll become more of a sort of focused tag team and that will benefit them to a certain extent, but it is a shame, and that Xavier Woods injury, there was a video doing the rounds the other day, he just hits the rope and it goes, apparently he may be out for nine months, I don't know how anybody deals with that, well I was out for eight months, so I get an idea, but still, it sucks, so yeah, much like Luchasaurus, all the best, uh, all the love to, to Xavier Woods too, healthy thoughts, what a good dude, right? What a good dude. Like, I bet he would love to do all this. I know that the New Day come out in video game costumes too, by the way. But not to the degree that Kenny Omega did with a whole video. There's basically a big arrow going, video games, video games. Uh, shout out to my friend. I'll just call you Russian dude. <laughs> he says in the Super dude just call me Russian dude. I'm fine with that. Dude, as long as I'm not offending you, that's all I care about. So Russian dude it is. It's a pleasure to have you here. Also crazy that you are a Russian dude and that you're watching me in my little flat. Here in uh, in West London, or just outside of London, I'm not really in London. We don't need to talk about that. Uh, it gets far. It gets far too. Um, it gets far too confusing. Uh, Geeked out nation as well. In the super chat says she had an interview saying she loves horror movies and wanted to bring it to AEW. She was on a wrestling sheet and said she was bringing horror idea. Okay, fair enough. See, I didn't know that, and I guess you could criticize me and say, well, Simon, you should, but should I? Not everybody watching Dynamite is going to know. And look, it was one promo. I'm not going to lie, it baffled me so much. I watched it four times. But it all depends where it goes. It's like the Bray Wyatt stuff, right? The first time that stupid buzzard came out of the box, we were like, excuse me. So we have to see where it goes. In terms of this episode, baffling. (laughs) It's just so strange. It's just so out of nowhere. I can't get my head around it. I can't get my head around it. Uh, So that was AEW. Um, great show it really really was it's a a good program doesn't mean I hate WWE which everybody always says to me I love WWE but AEW right now is hitting it out of the park and good for them they're putting in the time they're putting in the work they care they're passionate they just want to have fun like Cindy Lauper which helps massively it's like any kind of entertainment product they're having fun I'll have fun because I feel the fun so I've got no uh, I've got no problem with that Uh, no problem with that whatsoever again NXT I need to catch up I want to see what the Kabuki Warriors did but I had to watch that Finn Balor promo as soon as I heard people talking about it I was like I gotta see it I gotta see it and I loved it Uh, I truly did apparently um, Matt Riddle is now hitting people with spears and jackhammers too so whether that actually ties into a program with Goldberg I don't know also stealing my moveset now you son of a gun (laughs) <laughs> which I obviously stole uh, from Goldberg too. Right, let's talk about Crown Jewel, which is going down for me. I think in about three or four hours. I was the same for you as well, but I don't know the different time zones. Uh, let me just get the matches up. There we go. I mean, the main one we should talk about is Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt. I I just don't know how we get out of this. The real sad thing is I care less now than I did at Hell in a Cell. And the reason I care less is because of what happened at Hell in a Cell, which kind of sums up that wasn't the best idea. Like If Bray White loses again, I'll still facepalm. But I'll be... I just because it's happened now, right? I'll just shrug and go, well, why Why would Why would I be surprised? The exciting thing is there is a rumor going around, that the resting Observer, talk, not really a rumor, a speculative fantasy booking, I guess, that maybe we could give The Fiend the championship because then you have the WWE and Universal Champion on SmackDown and that may boost the ratings, which they obviously worried about after the FS1 one. I got no issue with that. I think it's smart. I think in wrestling, you've got to be organic. You've got to be reactive. You've got to be able to, um, you know, work with what you're given. I don't think it matters that Raw doesn't have a champion for a little while. Brock Lesnar was off Raw for 72 years and nobody cared. And that way, the fans get something they want as well. And also, it then, it doesn't legitimize Crown Jewel, but at least it makes it more of an interesting pay-per-view. Because up to date, the only real things that counted were uh, Shane McMahon winning the best of the world. I was trying to think of anything else. There's not. That was it. And that kind of sucks. Like I'd much rather they were proper pay They're going to do it. I'd much rather they were pay-per-views that had weight and they had a story as opposed to just, well, they're just there. Don't worry about it. And once they're done, we're going to forget about them. I think that sucks. So maybe we will do that. Maybe The Fiend beats Seth Rollins, takes the championship back to SmackDown, and then we figure it out. My gut tells me that's not going to be the case. I think Seth Rollins will win. I'm even worried now that Eric Rowan is going to get involved, hence why we beat him under a forklift truck, because that's why he'd be pissed off, as opposed to just beating him normally. I thought it was weird we did that with the forklift. Um, But we'll see. Let me know in the chat who do you think is going to win, Seth Rollins or Braun uh, Braun Strowman or Bray Wyatt. And if Bray Wyatt does lose, how upset are you going to be? I will say I was 8 out of 10 upset after hell in the cell if he loses here i'll be six five out of ten law of diminishing returns shout out to chicken salad in the super chat just put some money in there thank you so much chicken salad my man rick gonzalez who has an amazing name in the super chat says uh private investigator for sideline reporter on kayfabe our kayfabe news uh, dude we got some plans don't worry about that and make sure you go subscribe to kayfabe news if you haven't already but yeah rick there are plans for kayfabe news don't you worry my friend and my man Prish has said, Sammy Guevara has such a punchable face. He does, and he knows it too, and that's why he's such a good heel. He knows what to do with his face. I think he'll do all right, Sammy Guevara. And I think him being in the inner circle and sort of working with Jericho and the guys like that will. Yeah, I think we've got we, the, the, him and MJF. I think we've got to keep an eye on, and we absolutely will. And my man Dan Lemley in the super chat says, I think Bray will lose, unfortunately, and will lose most of his steam. I think that gets a potential. I mean, I will. Even the Firefly Funhouse we did on SmackDown, I enjoyed a little less than I would usually, because it didn't really make any sense. I'd seen it. I'd seen it burnt. I'd seen it burned down, uh, and uh, just because Seth Rollins was an asshole and he thought he'd burn somebody's house down, why the flip? Not who cares? I, I, I don't know what we do at the end because if we do, Seth wins. That's the end of the feud. Especially because we have to start, you know, enforcing the Raw SmackDown brand laws. So what does Bray Wyatt do then? Who does he feud with? Where does he go? It's a very strange situation. Uh, But if if someone push comes to shove, I'd say that Seth Rollins wins. Uh, Geeked Out Nation says, I can't watch just morally. It bothers me, each to their own. Dude, I think that's totally fine. And as I've said at the start of every video and probably will say again at this one, if I, some, so many people say, Simon, you shouldn't do ups and downs for that show, but it, that's worse. If I ignore it, I'm not saying you're ignoring it, by the way, I'm saying from my point of view, if I ignore it and don't do it, then I'm burying my head in the sand, and I've got to do the opposite. I've got to talk about it more so the situation gets out there. That's how I see it. Doesn't mean I'm right. Maybe I'm incorrect on this one, and I need some educating. Could be the case. I don't think so. But, you know, I'm I'm never going to stand here and say that I know everything because I don't. Unless it's about Batman. Uh, The Russian dude. (laughs) It's always a pleasure to support you, Simon. And, dude, it's always a pleasure to have you in the chat. Especially now that I know I can call you Russian dude because that just makes me laugh. I don't know why. Uh, It just does. So, yeah, we're going with Seth Rollins. Uh, Most people in the chat also agree that Seth Rollins will win and they're worried about that. And that Goo throws it in there as well. The super chat. I love Bray and I still want to care, but I've lost faith. And that's why you should win. Right now, the last thing WWE need is they need fan support. They need people to believe in the product. And the best way to do that is to give them what they want. Dave Bautista said it best. Give us what we want. Uh, Cash is Badass in the Super Chat says, Seth versus Bray automatically gets a down. Nothing automatically gets a down. Look, if they go out there and they smash it and they have a great match, I'd probably give it one up and one down. Uh, people get so mad at me for doing this, but I always respect wrestlers putting in the time and the effort and smashing it in matches. I'm never going to stop doing that, but I will also criticize the finish. Happens today on AEW. You'll see. You'll see. Uh, other big matches, Kay Velasquez versus Brock Lesnar. In no world can I see Kane Velasquez winning this, because it's just not the right time. Would I be against it? Not really, because I think I'd understand why WWE were doing it. It uh, would be for marketing purposes, and I don't feel that the titles are what they once were. And Also, Cain Velasquez is a a legit badass, so it's not too out of the realms of possibility. So I think Brock Lesnar will win. The real question is, how do they do it? Because you can't have Cain Velasquez lose his his first match in WWE. He needs to have some offense. He needs to look good. He needs to be believable as a pro wrestler, which is hilarious, because he could kick anybody on that roster's ass, including Brock Lesnar, because we've seen it, right? So I'm intrigued to see what we're going to do with that. I don't know if Paul Heyman pulls something or somebody gets involved. Maybe Rey Mysterio does something by accident. Maybe Kane is distracted by Rey Mysterio. I really don't know. But I think Brock Lesnar will win. And I think eventually Kane Velasquez will get his revenge and probably win the championship. But down the line, down the line. I hope we allow Kane to do some of his lucha stuff. That is going to get much more coverage than a normal MAA-esque brawl, right? If, if he starts doing hurricane runners and stuff like that, A, it's going to be more interesting. B, we're not going to expect it. And C, when it comes to showcasing those clips on ESPN, BBC, I don't know, Fox, whatever, that's going to get more people interested than, look, you've seen these two people fight for real. Now they're going to have a fake fight. What <laughs> doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense whatsoever but we'll see You know, we we, we, will, we will see what happens uh, quick shout out as well to pinsandknuckles.com uh, or just pinsandknuckles in general who do support this podcast uh, they do sponsor it so thank you very much to them you can also go to pinsandmu- pin- uh, pinsandknucklesmerch.com to get an exclusive Simon Miller t-shirt and you can go to cymmiller.bigcartel.com to get Miller merchandise that all ties into my wrestling career just so you know gonna have some new designs up there soon so if you wanna check it out please do and if you are watching this on YouTube right now just give me a subscribe I'd appreciate it, and I will use this day just to, because um, I get it, you got to sell this stuff, this is what I'm learning. Just to reiterate about my Patreon, uh, there's a little sign in the corner there, plus you can find a description in the link below other way around. A link in the description below uh, for patreon.com forward slash Simon 316. Uh, if you do like like what I do and you feel like I deserve a dollar or something like that, if you could pop on over and uh, just support this stuff, it just makes... It, it means I can keep doing this basically. that That's the point. A uh, few people have had to leave the Patreon, which is cool. Your own financial well-being is far more important. To, it has to be. Everyone's own financial well-being has to be more important than other people's most of the time. Otherwise, you're going to stress or worry about it. But if you do have, like I said, a couple of dollars to spare. And you could throw it in the pot. It would help me out no end. And if not, no worries. I'll do it as much as I can. Uh, Ice Blaze in the Super Chat. That's something as well. Super Chat is another great way to do it as well. But uh, Dominic heel turn. Dominic hasn't even started at the Performance Center yet. I think Rey Mysterio came out recently and said he's going to start next year. So I don't think we can get too ahead of ourselves. I think we need to, <laughs> we need to wait and see. Also, Dominic can't turn heel. No one's going to buy that. What's he going to do? Team up with Brock Lesnar? Actually, that would work. We can have Brock Lesnar and Dominic versus Braun Strowman and that kid, Nicholas. He needs to make his return. Former tag team champion. Uh, and uh, my man, Brandon Carvalho. Car, you told me this the other day. It was Carl Carvalho? That's wrong, in it? Sorry, Brandon. In the super chat, thoughts on Seth Rollins calling the fans fickle. So this was from the new WWE podcast. It's called like Beyond the Bell or something like that. I listened to it. think it's quite good. I think it's quite an interesting listen. Um, I think Corey Graves is very good at it. It does seem like they're not going to hold back, even if it's planned beforehand. Still, it gives you a bit of an insider's view, which is a reason to listen to it. And yeah, they interviewed Seth Rollins. They talked about Twitter. And they talked about the reaction, the backlash. And he feels a bit like the unsigned band that's now become... I don't know, One Direction. That's not right because they're a pop band. Cold Pla- I don't know, you know, a band that you love and they get big and you hate them. He feels like he's been put into that mold and yes, he called the fans fickle. I think it's a little bit of column A and column B. I do agree with him when he, say, when he said that a lot of the stuff he comes out with he does to get a reaction. I think that is true. Like I think, you know, he calls AEW the minor leagues because he knows what the internet's going to do. Um, but, and he, and he did kind of make up for all the Osprey stuff which just wasn't very, very good all round. I think the interesting part is, I do think some wrestling fans are fickle. I think that's true. But when you are trying to be the company's top babyface, or at least one of them, and that's not really working, I'm not 100% sure how calling the fan base fickle is going to work unless eventually you're going to turn heel, right? Because so many people got pissed off by that which I think was probably the point in terms of what Seth was trying to do. So I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. Like I, don't, I don't really take anything a wrestler says to heart because I think half the time they're in wrestler mode anyway and trying to work, which is difficult in 2019. So if they're on that high horse and trying to do it, fair enough. I think you have to listen to the way he says it. I think he's probably struggling right now. I think he's not the character or the guy that he wants to be, or at least hoped he would be. And he was almost there even as soon as six months ago. And now he's trying to figure out ways to get back there. And he's frustrated and maybe saying some things that aren't going to help them. That's how I kind of see it. But he was honest. He told the truth. I'm never going to get mad at someone for being transparent. That's how he feels. He's a little bit right with some things. And he's probably a little bit off base with some things. But that's the same with me. That's the same with everybody. It's a good listen. I think given how popular wrestling podcasts are, it's smart that WWE did it. And I think if you check it out, you'll have a good time. So yeah, it was, uh, and they had Ric Flair on there. They had Triple H on there. Talked about everything. It was good. I'll listen to the next one. Chicken Salad in the super chat says, the Cowboy shit chart was great. Wrestling fans are the best. That is true. Um, it was, um, what'd you call it? Uh, Hangman Page said he was going to do a bunch of cowboy shit to pack at the pay-per-view. And then cowboy shit was being charted. There's probably already a t-shirt got out there. I thought AEW did well with Hangman Page this week. Giving him that promo and letting him talk like fire. He needed that. So that was good. He's he's, he's more interesting straight away. Uh, My man Brandon in the super chat says, It's pronounced... Carvalaro, I knew, it. Carvalaro, laugh my ass off, you'll get it eventually, will I, Brandon, I'm pretty sure, I'm going to try and get it now, Carvalaro, Carvalaro, of course it's Carvalaro, even when I look at it, it's Carvalaro, it's because of the double L, I'm focusing on that double L, Brandon Carvalaro, how many times have I said your name, uh, Chris Byrne in the Super Chat says, not had a chance to comment in a while, so just contributing to the fun, thanks man, hope you're well, Si, I'm doing alright, yeah, any Manchester wrestling dates yet? I don't think I've got any in Manchester, do you know what I'm going to do, I always say I'm going to do this and I don't. And I get my phone, if Colt Cabana could use to do it, Cabana, Cabana could use to do it, I can do it too. So, here is my wrestling schedule. Although I haven't written down locations for some of these, well, I'm useless. I Anyway, this Sunday, I'm at New Force Wrestling, which is in Ivor. So that's like uh, West London-ish. Come to that if you can. Then 16th of November, I'm at the EWA. That's High Wycombe. 17th of November, it's a Sunday, I'm in London. So if you can get to London, come to... They're awesome shows, by the way, EWE. I mean, these are all awesome shows, but that crowd is getting good. 22nd of November, I'm at Capal. 23rd of November, Immortal Wrestling. 24th of November, I'm at UXC Pro down in Torquay. Uh, let me just give you the ones where I've got... A, I, I'm going to write locations in for these, and then we'll know. Uh, 14th of December, I'm in Filton. I've got more bookings by the way, but again, uh, 22, 22nd of December, I'm in Ealing, uh, and then we don't need to worry about next year. I do, I have bookings all the way through to July next year. What kind of world is that? Nuts. I'll stop there. I'll get locations because you need to know where I am. But obviously, keep an eye on the YouTube channel, search for Simon Miller, subscribe. And uh, anytime I get any kind of footage, i put it up there. And please go and watch my wrestling match with the cave. And go and share my wrestling match with the cave. I'd like it to do better than it has. <laughs> Just to be honest. Geeked Out Nation says, World, uh, Would war games match versus Undisputed Era for the titles work? Champa, die Jack, Lee, Riddle take the titles off them if they win. Is that too complicated? No. None of you explain it well to the audience. Although we're doing war games with the women, right? I think that's what happened on NXT. I think I've seen that clip. You don't want to overdo stipulations like that. It gets too much. Um, but I do like this little sort of undisputed era versus the world thing we've kind of got going on. And seeing DiJack and Lee especially come together. Keith Lee has got to be the most untapped guy in wrestling right now. He's so good. He should be being featured far more than he is. But no, I don't think it's too complicated at all. I think it's all about, it's all about execution. That's what we've been talking about all day. Uh, it doesn't matter what you do as long as it makes sense to the audience and you go out of your way to ensure that it does that. And we had a good night of it last night. Both AEW and NXT did that wonderfully well. Oh, I haven't seen all of NXT, but it sounds that way from what people have told me. And when you do do that, you're on a good path. You're on a pathway to success. So uh, my man Prish in the super chat says, Stone Cold Moxley, not a million miles away. I think he's got a bit of Roddy Piper in there and a bit of himself. I don't think he's a, as a parody by any stretch of the imagination. Look, he smashed it last night. We've all been asking for promos from guys like him. And he took the ball and he ran it right home. And it's only going to benefit him. It's only going to benefit his match with Kenny Omega. It's only going to benefit the pay-per-view. And it makes All Elite Wrestling a really interesting show to watch. Shout out to John Moxley. He's a flipping superstar. Uh, Pat the King of the Super Chat says it nice and easily. AEW has had one of the best shows I've seen in a while. It is great and I know some people don't like it and when as soon as you start saying you like all elite you hate WWE not true at all i love all wrestling and sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad but that works for me because we have a show called ups and downs and that ticks all the boxes <laughs> so there's nothing uh, there's there's no reason to get uh, to get too mad I uh, had to get too mad about it. Uh, when and where are you in Somerset, somebody has asked. I, I, what I'm going to do is on the next podcast, I'm just going to do what Colt Cabana used to do. and I'm just going to read them all out with locations. I need to promote better. That Again, tangent, but that comes down to everything. I need to promote my merchandise better. I need to promote my YouTube channel better. I need to promote my Patreon better. But the truth is, unless I'm in a ring and someone's beating me up, I'm not a natural born salesman. That's the worst pun ever. But it's true. So just read them all out now. Exactly. I'll give you all my wrestling dates soon. If you could buy a wrestling tee or you want a signed eight by ten, that's Simon My YouTube channel is just Simon Miller. You'll see me in my old wrestling gear. Give me a subscribe. Twitter and Instagram is at Simon 316 And yeah, patreon.com forward slash Simon316 is the big one because that's how I pay my bills. That's how I pay my rent. And that's how I'm able to do all of this kind of content. Other thing I'd like from people as well, tweet me this one. At Simon316, what else do you want? want to see on my youtube channel like i'll always put my wrestling matches up there i want to do more silly skits like we did with the wwe 2k reactions and i'm not going to keep doing podcasts but i want to make sure i'm giving people what they want again dave batista so if you can be asked and have to just send me a twitter sign to 316 what kind of stuff would make you click on my youtube channel and that's what i'll do because at the end of the day hey man speaks to wrestling if you're not giving the audience what they're tuning in for then you're listening to them then you're wasting your time so yeah uh, yeah, somebody mentioned Impact as well. I haven't seen Impact on Access from the other day. But Impact is just a good show. I know that because when I do tune in, it's just great. Like Joey Ryan, Ken Shamrock being crazy, Moose, uh, Jay Lethal broke his arm. Oh, I was ring of honor, so I'm getting confused. Anyway, they're all great. Um... I'm just gonna call you Brandon. I don't want. I don't want to risk it, Brandon, in the super chat. I don't want to be that guy. Carvalaro, right? I probably got it wrong. Do you think WWE should combine the SmackDown and Raw tag belts? I do. I always get heat and people get mad at me when I say this. I'd combine all the belts. I'd have one world champion, one tag team champion, and one IC slash US champion. I just, it just makes more sense to me. In my favorite, uh, boxing doesn't really work, but it kind of does. But UFC especially, I like having one belt per weight class, or in this case, you know, one belt per name world i see whatever i just think it makes it more serious i think it makes the belts feel more special and i understand it doesn't work from a brand split point of view but i always i always no one agrees with me but i always like the idea that the champion could jump from show to show i thought it was cool i liked it so yes i would i do it tomorrow and i think it would reinvigorate both all of the belts. I just do. But yeah, people get mad at me when I said this. Uh, Carl Lincoln in the Super Chat says, In August, the power of positivity, TM, helped me get a new prof job in Wisconsin. This podcast helps you chase your dreams, paying it forward. And that's cool. That's very kind of you, Carl. And it is all about the power of positivity, the pop. People laugh at that stuff. But if you don't believe in yourself, other people won't, which sucks. Um it shouldn't be that way but it's true like perception is reality you can convince the world that you're a superstar even though deep down you may be struggling with stuff uh, it happens all the time. Sometimes I get jobs. This is really going but inside of baseball. But sometimes I get really cool gigs. They don't actually pay that much. But people see them. And because they're such cool gigs, people go, wow, Miller must have got paid a fortune. But they're not. But the idea, the, the thing you get to do is so good, people just buy into that. And that's the same with my man Carl here. I went and smashed it with his job in Wisconsin. And yeah, it's the same with the podcast. Just got to put yourself out there and hope that it all works out. But thank you, Carl. I appreciate it. My man Brandon is back again, who just says, Have you heard of the band Spite? You'll like them. I have not I can't write it down now But I will write it down My uh, undead always gives me a bunch of bands And she's got her own playlist So I will put put spite into, uh, into that as well I shall, I shall do that. Uh, right, Crown Jewel, we got way off. Yes, yeah, so Brock Lesnar will win, Seth Rollins will win. I think Team Hogan will win simply because Shinsuke Nakamura is another team and they do not care about beating him. I think they'll do that unless they want to do something with Drew McIntyre. But the point is, you can get out of this match without pinning Drew McIntyre. It's just a basic ten-man tag. I'm terrified that Ric Flair is going to take a bump because apparently he's been out this week doing interviews saying he's been cleared. Uh, you know, a man that almost died two years ago, whenever it was. I don't want to see in that because I, I worry about Daniel Bryan. Right. I'm definitely going to worry about Rick Flair. I get it. Like I'll probably be the same when I'm that age if I'm lucky to get that that far because you don't want anyone to tell you no right and you want to hold on to your youth doesn't mean I'm not going to be scared as a fan but I think team Hogan will win uh you know send the people home happy because I think it might main event Braun Strowman versus Tyson Fury I can't work out like Tyson Fury will not lose he can't lose because of his status in boxing and the fact that he's an undefeated heavyweight champion all that kind of stuff you can't you'll get boxes he just won't do it I'm sure that was agreed upon before he even signed the deal but you cannot have Braun Strowman lose cleanly either. Not after the run that he's been on recently. You need to come up with a way to protect both these guys. Like you really, really do. I don't want to get too nerdy or geeky here. But coming out the other end, I understand it's going to benefit Tyson Fury from an American PR point of view. But I'd like Braun Strowman to be in a good position as well. Because I don't think he has for a long time. I know he gets the rub from being in this match with someone like Tyson Fury. Like He's going to be covered on ESP- All the people I mentioned earlier. And Braun will benefit from that. But at the same time... could go the wrong way. But look, fair play to WWE. This is the match I'm most intrigued about on the entire show. Because I don't know what's going to happen. And that means they've done their job right. And it could be as good as Mayweather versus Big Show. That's still a good celebrity match. Um, You know, it's the right kind of nonsense and shenanigans. It's great. Like, it's really, really, really good. So I'll, I'll, Tyson Fury will win, but I hope they've come up with a plan. Like, I really, really do hope they've come up with a plan. Uh, my man Chris Burns says in the Super Chat, have you listened to the new Alter Bridge album? You know, I haven't. I may do a reaction on my channel. I was thinking about this the other day. Nobody will watch it, but if I'm going to listen to it, I may as well record my stupid face. And QPR Forever in the Super Chat says, you're a top guy, Simon, never change. What a lovely message. Thanks, man. That's very, very kind, QPR. And I hope your team's doing all right. I know you lost the other day, but you're up there. No one saw that coming. Um Ark of the Wild, the super chat says, Simon Miller is my spirit animal <laughs> with a smiley face. I'll be your spirit animal. I appreciate it. Hopefully I can stay there for as long as possible. Um i just you i love the community around me there's no there's no badness yeah you get the occasional one but mostly good my man nick c in the super chat says happy halloween simon it is halloween i forgot about that because in my head it's crown jewel day terrible i'm going to watch crown jewel after work and looking forward to ups and downs stay positive my friend can't wait to set up our next podcast it's very kind of you dude always staying positive and yeah we'll get another podcast booked in soon now that we are rocking and rolling again uh, again, you can come on a podcast like this, should you wish, at patreon.com for the Simon316. Cheap plug, boring. I know Uh was a bit out of whack recently because of life. Life just gets in the way. I'm sure you've been there too when there's things that you know you've got to sort, but then life goes, whoop, and you have to sort that instead. So um, yes, we'll, we'll get back on track with those. We have one later as well, which is good. Uh, Ice Blaze in the super chat says, to be the flan, you got to beat the flan. It's true, you do. Can't make a flan without beating it. I'd like a flan right now. I'm quite hungry. I haven't eaten this morning. I'm a man that eats every two hours. But work schedule today was so crazy. I haven't eaten now. I think I'm going to finish this in a second. And I'm going to go eat. Uh, that's uh, that's very, very important. Who else do we have on this card? We need to, we'll just go top to bottom of my list here. Yeah, so Tyson Fury will win. Shenanigans. Mansour versus Cesaro. Mansour will win. Because Cesaro loses all the time. And Mansour is from Saudi Arabia. And they want to make everybody there happy. Uh, the nine team tag team turn term wall match for the WWE World Cup, which is New Day versus Viking Raiders versus Heavy Machinery versus Lucha House Party versus Hawkins and Ryder versus Revival versus OC versus Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode versus the B team to win a World Cup thing, which makes no sense because we've already done the World Cup with singles and uh, whatever. I mean, to me, you put either over you put over your Raw or SmackDown champions, right? To legitimise those two titles, whether or not we do that is another question. I'd give it to the Viking Raiders. I think right now they feel less established than the Revival, simply because they've been in this spot for, for a less amount of time. And it also seems like the WWE is more behind them than the Revival, because I don't think the Revival assigned new contracts at this point. So I would have the, the the Revival win. Is it an elimination or is it a gauntlet? What is ter- what is a turmoil match? I can't remember. Let's figure it out. I get so confused with all their terms every now and then. Yeah, turmoil match WWE. Tag team turmoil is another bit of elimination tag. Two teams start when one is eliminated a new team comes to the ring. So it's a gauntlet. Um now i think the viking raiders will win does it matter you tell me uh my man anthony Tagler, again in the super chat who's just been the number one support we're well, all number one supporters but he's gone above and beyond uh what are some of your favorite matches of all time a couple of mine are rick flair versus Shawn michaels wrestlemania 24 and shane and kurt at king of the ring 2001 um yeah i mean i was at the wrestlemania 24 so i saw the whole you know i'm sorry i love you amazing moment shane and kurt is something i watch all the time because i can't believe it actually happened but in terms of favorite uh, matches that come to the top of my head um i mean Bret hart versus steve austin from wrestlemania 13 is my favorite boring i know but it meant so much to me at the time it was two of my favorites of all time fighting i thought the finish was incredible you know it ticked a lot of boxes uh, I do get a kick out of CM Punk versus John Cena and Hulk Hogan versus The Rock because I'm a sucker for loud crowds. You know, to me that can make something I don't even care about the most wonderful thing of all time. Any Ric Flair, uh, Ricky Steamboat match from the uh, from sort of that time period is just is so ahead of its time. Sorry to use the word time so much, but it's so ahead of its era that the influence it's had I don't think can be understated. Uh, What else do I It's always hard when people ask me that. I should have these to hand, um, but I don't. I was, you know, a couple of those Kenny Omega-Okada matches had me (laughs) doing backflips. They were, you know, they were so good. And uh, Mysterio versus Guerrero from Halloween Havoc 97. I think it was Halloween Havoc 97. Again, just another match that you can watch. A, it showcases those two guys brilliantly, which obviously has double effect, given what happened to Guerrero. But also, again, ahead of his time. You can't believe it. Their timing is immaculate. I will never be that good. And I'm almost alright with it, because you just have to accept those stuff. And my man Brandon the super chat about Crown Jewel, will Seth win clean? I don't know, man. I'd love to tell you no, but I was so adamant beforehand that he wasn't gonna lose it, uh, the Bray wasn't gonna lose it hell in the cell. I just don't know. I don't know. Probably. Yes, because <laughs> WWE doesn't care. Uh, Joe Tremonti uh, in the Super Chat just saying, "What's up?" I'm flying back from Connecticut. Made plane Wi-Fi worth it. Amazing. Joe's on a flipping plane right now, and he's watching this. We all we all moan about technology too much. You're on a plane and you're watching my stupid bald head talk about wrestling. That's incredible, Joe. I hope you have a slave flight and you get back. Uh, you get back okay. Uh, yeah, so we'll go with the Viking Raiders. Uh, we've got the 20 man battle royal who then goes on to face AJ Styles I mean the fact that Humberto Carrillo's in that to me that's what you do because it ties off on what happened on Raw and then you can just have AJ Styles beat him again so um, I, I will go with that also I'll tell you guys I'm not going to tell the people on what culture I call him Humberto because I know it's going to wind people up I never understand this Like, so I call him Humberto Carrillo because it's funny because I'm child, right? it's stupid of me I should be slapped around and people go nuts. so why can't you get his name right? Like, I watch the shows. So I know he's called Umberto because I'm listening. But I just do stupid stuff. Then people get mad at me and that's why I keep doing it. Because I'm a dog with a bone. If you try and take it away from me, I'll snap back. That's why I still do Derby C Derby. Because it winds this one guy up so much. I'm petty. <laughs> I'm a petty, petty man. And of course, we've got Natalia versus Lacey Evans. You've got to give it to Natalia. You know, with her longevity and her legacy... I think being well regardless of what you think of that match, I think being able to say that you won the first WWE match in Saudi Arabia is that's something that Lacey Evans, uh, sorry, Natalia deserves. Does that even make any sense? I don't know, but I think that I think it's true. Uh, shout out to Joe Tremonte as well, who's just joined the YouTube channel. You can do that. There's a join button right down there below the likes and the dislikes. I'm going to like my own video. That's the kind of guy I am. Uh, basically, if you do join that, it costs five bucks, and you get access to my Q&As, because over on my Patreon, patreon.com for the assignment 316, five bucks plus uh, patrons get access to my weekly Q&As, where you can ask me whatever the hell you want, and I will answer it. I really enjoy them. We get real big questions, and we talk about life, and the world, and mental health, and my views on drugs, and all this kind of stuff. It's great. Religion, they're really, really good chats. So I look forward to them, uh, and because it costs the same, it's five bucks on the YouTube join thing, and it's five bucks on there, I'll just make make sure i slam a link and you can you can come and join i need to do that with this week's so i'll do it when this is done so thank you joe and again safe uh, safe flight for you and that's it that's crown jewel if you don't want to watch it just watch me on ups and downs instead for what culture that works for me that's fine and again if you haven't subscribed to what culture make sure you head over there as soon as we're done and i don't know let me see if because I, I was a bit late with AEW today which is my own asshole fault um I got, uh, yeah, I got, uh, I, I got. It was stuff that I had to do. Uh, you'll see. I, I got carried away. So it's not up there just yet, but it will up be that it will be up there soon. But yeah, make sure that you, uh, you, you head on over there when we're done. Give them a subscribe and uh, enjoy the ups and downs and share ups and downs as well. I like to get ups and downs even bigger than it already is. I'd like everybody to watch ups and downs should they so wish. Some people may not want to enjoy ups and downs. I don't know. That's not for me to That's not for me to say. I realize I mentioned... Oh, no. no I did do that question. I did do that question. I lied. I thought I missed a super chat. I haven't. Uh, right. That's it. I'm going to smash up another podcast later. It may be audio only, uh, so make sure you do subscribe to the feed. Just search for Simon as Pro Wrestling Podcast. Or I may put it on here at the weekend. I don't know. It's just a cool chat I had with the patron. It was really, really fun going through AEW, NXT, and Crown Jewel. It's just a really good chat. I enjoyed myself a lot. And shout out to Panther King as well, who's says i wish the undertaker would have a championship match against bray white well i do have a fantasy booking theory that if you want to get out of seth Rollins versus bray white cleanly not cl- i mean cleanly to the fans where they're not pissed off have the undertaker interrupt he beats up bray white do that match to survivor series but the fiend has to win if you do that you will get out of jail and you'll probably have everybody totally forgetting about hell in a cell don't think it's going to happen it's proper fantasy booking let's talk about this on twitter and reddit but i go nuts for it and hey he went out there, The Undertaker, to that Saudi Arabia parade, but he's not on the show. Just saying. And it would be a cool surprise, and it would make Crown Jewel worth watching in terms of from a storyline canon point of view. Um, oh, man, Splitty Booms gets in there right at the end. So we'll end with Splitty Booms in the super chat. Thank you so much. How is a new superstar built to the levels of the Rock, Stone Cold, etc.? Do you feel like we have the patience these days to allow slow burn builds? How else do we build people up to those levels? I mean... The issue you've already touched upon there is you mentioned The Rock and Stone Cold. They are, ironically and paradoxically, two one-in-a-lifetime talents that came along twice. (laughs) That never happens, ever. And the fact that they were then against each other just made it even more incredible. Like, it really, really, really did. Um, It's almost astonishing that it did go down. So now that when we compare it to The Rock and Stone Cold, I mean, The Rock went on to become one of the most famous people ever. You know, he is the number one grossing star in Hollywood. And Stone Cold Steve Austin drew more money than anybody ever, depending how you want to look at it. So to hope that somebody like that is going to come along, it may not happen. I mean, it's once in a lifetime and we're still alive. So it may, it may have to wait till I'm dead before it's going to happen. But I, I think a way to kind of establish it better is that for the last few years, probably a decade or so, the, the, the push has been for the WWE brand as opposed to a certain superstar. And that's because The Rock left. Stone Cold Steve Austin left. Batista left. Brock Lesnar left. And I think eventually Vince McMahon was like, well, look, if I push the brand and not the superstars, I may cover myself a little bit. So... You'd have to stop doing that. You'd have to have someone that came along that had a bit of fire beneath them that the crowd got into without really being told to get into them because then you know you can work with them. We'd probably have to change a little bit of those parameters like Stone Cold did. He wasn't meant to be the number one guy, but we heard the fans, we heard the crowd, and we went in that direction. So all these little things would have to come together, but it all starts with finding the right guy. And we may have the right guy now. You never know. I don't think anybody when the ringmaster walked into WWE went, that's the guy. Same with The Rock when he was just a smiling dude. But you would have to change things around. But I don't. Are you ever gonna get to the Rock or the Stone Cold again? Not for a while, because they were otherworldly, and we shouldn't have got two during one time period. And the fact that we did made it even better. That's why the Attitude era hit the heights that it did. It's why it was so popular because we had guys like that. And on that note, I will say thank you very much for joining me. Thank you to everybody that threw in the super chat. Uh, You have no idea how much it helps. It really, really helps. Thank you to anyone that's a patron and all the people that did sign up after my little um, speech earlier in the week. Again, it means the world to me. Every time I say it, it puts a smile on my face. Otherwise, YouTube channel, give me a subscribe. Love seeing that number go up again. Patreon is though we've done that. Simon (laughs) three one six is Instagram and Twitter. If you want some resting merchandise, it's simon.bigcartel.com, and you can get exclusive resting merchandise at pinsandknucklesmerch.com and shout out to pins and knuckles for sponsoring the podcast i appreciate it keep enjoying wrestling keep um just having fun with it like, yeah sometimes it's crap but does it really matter well yeah it does but we can get onto it and we can talk about other things we will probably do the next live stream on tuesday once raw is out of the way unless i get unless something crazy happens at crown jewel maybe we'll jump on tomorrow as well to run that down but I will salute you and I will say I'll speak to you soon as soon as I find my end button man Streamlabs is bad today we're ending